Welcome to the Cross Anime Podcast, episode twenty nine. Yeah, it is episode twenty nine. Uh, Only forty more away from sixty nine. Oh God! Nice. So, oh <laughs> shit! I hope I'm logged into Cross Anime on this. Uh, oh, thank God I am. Because <laughs> all my notes were on that. You just need to sacrifice and get a Chromebook. <sighs> get, an, get an iPad. There you go. I, you know an iPad's good. I wasn't going to admit it. Baka. <laughs> uh, where are uh, my notes? Where so this week, we have uh, our... It's week theme, three, season three. Yeah, our B list um, for the shows that we're talking about. There, God, there are some really good ones. Um, let me. <sighs> what do you want to talk about first? We should talk about Pretty Boy Detective first. Yes. Oh, my God. Listen, man. It's weird. <laughs> Did you know the third opening was different? No. Or the third ending is different. So the first two endings are the same, and then the third one's different. Um, and I think I that's I just a, a different. Uh, it's because I watched them all it. at once. I noticed the difference. Okay. Yeah, I've been doing yeah. the weekly. I've been trying to like watch them at clumps at a time because it stays uh, better. Mm-hmm. Long story short, Pretty Boy Detective, there's three rules. Technically, a fourth rule. There's yeah. three rules in the Pretty Boy Detective Club. Rule one. Be a boy. I, gotta, uh, I wrote them down, and I can't find them. No, rule one is be pretty. Yeah. Rule two, be a boy. And then rule three was be a detective. Mm-hmm. And, and technically, uh, the fourth rule is be a club. And they're like, but we're a team. They had a very yeah. much team moment of that. Yeah. Dude, uh, it feels also, so much like the end of episode moron. three, fucking rule two was a lie. <laughs> there was an exception made. There was... A, listen, it's, it feels just like Orna High School Host Club. Mm. You know, like, they introduce uh, Haruhi, and, you know, she's just kind of a nerd. She's kind of doing her own thing. Yeah. This thing starts the same way. She's our main girl. Um, I don't remember her name. I, I should have prepared that. has it. Uh, Dojima. Okay, so I just called her girl. <laughs> She's the only one that's not a boy. Well, I have them all based on like what their roles are. Technically, each of the guys have their own name. It's like this is blah blah blah, uh, uh, a dotus or whatever. Mm. I just call them by what their actual positions are. So the girl in the first episode, she's just gazing up in the sky, and I think it's the best. <clears throat> Holy shit! I am sorry. It's that Romani. I'm so sorry. But it's great because you see this very well animated sky. You see this girl. She's enjoying her time. And this dude shows up and she immediately just like falls off the edge. Like, oh, okay, I guess we're getting isekai then. <laughs> because this is where this is going. But why is every single person in the show so goddamn beautiful? Oh, why? That's the whole point. <laughs> like I'm sitting here. I'm like, damn, I'm not gay. But I mean. Yeah. Uh, when I first watched it, because I had asked Matt, um, if he had seen it yet, he was like, no, like I, I, I got to get around to it uh, before this week starts. I was like, well, uh, you'd be surprised, but they're some very pretty boys. <laughs> Dude, like they weren't lying when they say pretty boy detective. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, like the jawline on everyone is like perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the characters, Hyota, he. Is that a bicycle kid? Yes. That man got some nice legs. (laughs) Anytime there's a shot with him in it, you see him just like flexing them really nice legs. Mm -hmm. Like remember when he's talking to our main girl and he's like, 
Uh, you know, I think girls with, you know, a mini skirt and some thigh highs are great. Except for me, of course, and then kicks up his leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The dude's wearing booty shorts all the time. I mean, that's his whole shtick. Mm-hmm. The first episode, I don't, uh, a lot happened. That was like a very hectic, like, first episode. They're just like, mm-hmm. here's this, here's that, here's this. Because basically the girl's trying to find the star that she saw as a kid. Mm-hmm. It's how she runs into the club. But literally, it feels exactly like Orin. If you like fucking Orin High School Host Club, if you like Orin High School Host Club, you'll love this show. It has a lot of the same feels. Yeah, it's so it's done by, this is done by Studio Shaft and is written by uh, Nisio Isin, uh, who, of course, working with Studio Shaft, he's the one who wrote the Monogatari series. Yeah. Uh, that this is also based on a light novel or a manga that I he think it's wrote? a light novel. Yeah, maybe uh, manga as well. Uh, even the first episode, though the first uh, the first episode is hectic. It very much much feels like episode one of Bakumonogatari. Like the moment like scene one hits, it's like why is well of course like someone's falling because uh, that also happens and. The episode, uh, first episode of Bakumonogatari, and it's did like, you, sh- shit hits a fan quick. Did you fear that she was a he? At first, I thought they no. were going to fucking get me. I was like, I wrote my notes. I'm like, oh, this might be a boy, pretty boy detective. Yeah, and of, of course, the uh, main, our main girl, uh, Miami Dojimi, she is voiced uh, by the lovely voice actress, Mayama uh, that tells me nothing. Uh, she does Shinobu in the Monogatari series. Cool. So, I've never, never fully watched a series from them. <sighs> yeah. But you know what Shinobu sounds like, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so obviously. You know, she's very... <laughs> she she has kind of one core voice, and she's very good at it, and everyone goes, it's her. You know, it's that like Leonardo DiCaprio meme where it's like... And it's so... Let me ask you, who's your favorite boy so far? I'll tell you who my favorite boy is after you tell me yours. Uh, Yoda is just... <laughs> Which one? Uh, bicycle boy. He's he's a close number two. My number one is the is the quiet guy that can make sculptures. Oh. That's like uh, really good at making stuff. Because he has said nothing like this entire series so far. Syosaku? Yeah. He's just always like you see him in the back of the frame just like... I do my own thing. <laughs> like my one of my favorite parts he, is he's like, also supposed to be very smart. Where it's like, yeah, he uh, only, he like runs the biggest like one of the bigger businesses in Japan. Mm-hmm. The thing is that, uh, excuse me, one of my favorite scenes. Excuse me, whoo, that ramen is not settling well. Now, one of my favorite scenes is when they're on the beach in episode one, and she's taking out the teapot. She's like, "Oh my god, should this be in a like a museum or something?" <laughs> and they're like, uh, "Bad boy, dude." <clears throat> me true. Yeah, he's sitting over there like, nah, he made that. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, what? And he's over there making like this like Notre Dame like sandcastle. Yeah. And even uh, Mitra, who is literally supposed to be like the bad boy of the entire school. Like he has a reputation of just kind of being a douche. Like he loves to cook. Yeah. And (laughs) And he was cleaning too. That's when you see him. He's Mm -hmm. got a little like apron. He's got the apron on, the hat on, a little duster. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, like you said, uh, the the main story, at least for the first kind of couple episodes, focuses around uh, Miami, 
there was a star that kind of went missing uh, when she was a kid, and she's always been searching for it. Uh, she aspired to basically be an astronaut to go yeah. like look for it, and and her parents are assholes. Yes, give up on your dream. Yes, after you turn fourteen, it's like fuck off. Like your kid wants mm. to be an astronaut, let her be an astronaut. And uh, she ends up asking them for their help. Uh, it turns out that it wasn't a star. It, that, well, we don't know for sure it's a satellite that got blown up by a nuke, but supposedly <laughs> it's a satellite that got blown up by a nuke because they try and fucking kidnap. It was the second episode, right? They started yeah. to kidnap. No, yeah. yeah, they're getting ready to kidnap her in the second episode. She's just mm-hmm. walking home from school. It's like halfway yeah. through the episode because they go to investigate it, which you don't realize unless you like thought about it. Class rep just looked it up that morning to find out what the set, what happened. I'm like, mm-hmm. so within the course of like two hours, you figured out. Yeah, it's probably a satellite that got blown up by a nuke, and only They're she very can see smart. it. Yeah, the I'll, class rep is a voice actor. I love how they put it up like he's good enough. Voice actors love him, and I go and look it up. I'm like, man, he actually is a pretty good voice actor. He's <laughs> done a lot of stuff, and then that's kind of his character specialty is knowing shit and being a good voice actor. Mm-hmm. Which the second episode is fucking crazy because they go to kidnap her, then they decide. Okay, the only way to keep her safe is let's turn her into a him. So mm-hmm. shut the fuck up with your bullshit, you know, reverse trap. It's a trap either way. So now she looks like a he. And they're like, wait a minute. No pretty boy like this would walk around without a girlfriend. <laughs> then the club president, yeah. which keep Monica. in mind is in fifth grade. Yeah. They point so, that out at the end so, of the last episode. How old is he? Yeah, he's, he's in middle school. <laughs> yeah, he's 5A. Wait a minute. He's in fifth grade? Maybe. Yeah. Which is hilarious. That's a tall middle school, yeah. by the way. Well, they're all in middle school. No, they're supposed to be. The rest of them no. are high schoolers. I thought all of them were supposed to be middle schoolers. No. Because I the, don't believe so. I thought they were. Cause Man, they're. It, it's so hard. They just say it for like a fraction of a second. Yeah, also, fucking stop making middle schoolers look like adults. This whole season, it's 30-year-olds. It's like 16-year-olds out here acting like 30-year-olds looking like they're 50. <laughs> it's that meme and that's what this one is too because all these pretty boys it's like hey you know this fifth grader she's like oh you know how old is he nah he's fifth grade it's like what because yeah. then he gets his transformation he looks like fucking uh hatsune miku i don't remember yeah, how to pronounce it hatsune miku yeah well, like, no, because they have to be at least in high school or like getting ready to be because she turns 14 yeah. so like i was already in high school at like 14 yeah well, I think they were like at they're at the end of their middle school going into high school. I don't know. Wow. Whatever. Listen, man, they got giant fucking helicopters just outside yeah. the door. Like the first steps are like, hey, let's go explore. Helicopter right outside the main door. It's like what is going on here? Mm-hmm. And then you meet uh what's her name? Ray? Yeah. Like one of the this like I think that's the bad guy organization in this show is one of the twenty. Yeah. And then she like kidnaps that. our girl and then, you know. Uh, club president on there look both of them looking like traps over here and i love at one point they're like driving the car and they're being chased by bicycle dude and then he gets in the <laughs> that car man could keep up yeah he was keeping up with that car I w- there was someone on reddit trying to figure out how fast he was pedaling i was like guys like let's let's, let's, let's let me be it's just pretty boy detective yeah and uh it looks like and they're all around 14 15 ish yeah. except for him also the openings for these super good yeah. I think the opening and endings for all these are pretty good. That's about it for that episode. Also, mm-hmm. I wrote MILFs. <laughs> well, Ray, uh, for Ray that be, chick? Yeah, she'd be thick. Thick as hell. She even made like a whole leg thing. Like, yeah, you're pretty. 
like my legs. Mm. Uh, do you want to see what she looks like? Uh, the the voice actress equally as pretty. Hey, she looks like a Karen. Oh, that's that's kind of mean. But I mean, come on, she looks like a Karen. Is her name Karen? No, it's Hikori. That's uh, Japanese Karen. <laughs> wow, you're a dick. Uh, do you want to do you want to talk about a uh, zombie land? Just get out of the way. Yeah, so I, I'm still not caught up. So you can talk about it. I don't care that you're gonna spoil anything. I pretty much already know what's like mm, been so happening. Zombieland. Uh, you gotta look at that camera, dude. Manabu, by the way, is 11. What? Uh, the the main the leader of the Purdue Boy Detective Club. He's 11. Oh, they're talking about your Zombieland saga yeah. girls. I was like, oh man, this is really weird. No, I mean Lily is supposed to be like 12. Uh. Listen, there's a big difference between 11 and 12. Some might say a year. Da, da, da. I, I hate you. <laughs> I hate me too. Uh, What's the difference? Yeah. So basically, like, at the end of season one, everything failed. And... They said they had that giant concert, right? Yeah. There. And, like, no one showed up. And uh, the, the first episode is literally just trying to get everything on back on track. And then uh, by episode two, it it was like, all right, like, yeah, we've been practicing. We're we're back like in the groove. Let's go, you know, do a concert back where it like all started at the like heavy metal uh, venue. And um, I don't know if episode three came out today or is it Saturday, uh, but they're kind of only two episodes in right now. And she, uh, of course, like the scene has changed roughly in that year. Um, they actually, I think three episodes in, Ugh, I forget to hit the button. Uh, they just fail. Like uh, most of the metalheads are like, go away. And then they, uh, get your bad CG out of here. <laughs> the CG is kind of bad for the it dance has sequences. been bad. Uh, I'm also getting things slightly mixed up. So it's that's the end of episode one. The, they're doing the concert. They're like, we're going to do this. We need to get back on track. Um, the m- their manager finally like realizes, oh, I I need to like step up and do this. They go and they uh perform they flop and then they still wanted to do like the encore for the new song and the manager like runs in and just by himself starts yelling like encore and all of the metalheads are like hey stop that <laughs> and he just keeps yelling it and until he like gets punched in the face and in the crowd they they do have a couple fans specifically there's two uh, that like they're always really fun to see in the audience because they're like the the audience perspective duo that like are fairly funny and they're like yeah encore encore and of course everyone else around them is like no you stop that too 
and it just turns into a literal like (laughs) fist fight in the middle of the crowd between those three and the the two fans like they they absolutely start beating the living shit out of uh the people around them they they play the song anyways after kind of like mustering up a little courage and uh turns out a the song is pretty catchy but like even by the end most of the people in the crowd are like I kind of like this. Like they, they, they finally kind of get them on board. Episode two is them like getting more back on track. All right, like let's set a goal. Um, we have like a video uh, shoot that we're doing to help um, kind of regain some of the popularity and get more attention back on uh, French shoot. I, I think that's how it's called. Uh, the that's the band name, and there's a fucking radio dude that has been like a singer forever. You know those like greaser dudes with the hair that like sticks out like this, like talking about the the corn like yeah giant? yeah yeah. So doesn't the manager have that? No, he's got like short brown hair. Um, I thought the manager had a hairstyle like that for a little no. bit. No, uh. <laughs> the uh, Saki, she's that like uh, long blonde hair gang member style one. Yeah. Uh, she remembers back when she was alive that he did this radio program, and it's kind of how uh, she ended up meeting one of her good friends while she was alive uh, after like listening to the radio program and like uh, getting more involved in uh, kind of the the gang stuff uh it's a weird roundabout thing um main like the core takeaway is like just live your life was the main message that he wanted to like put out so it affected her a lot so when she found out it's like oh we're working with like this guy she had that like mental image of the like 30 something year old like with that and (laughs) yeah this like over the top 50 year old dude because it's been a while he has the same hair like that sticks out like that, except uh, it don't stick up no more. It literally just bleh, <laughs> over on one side. Still the big like round thing, yeah. and he has to like move it out of the way every so often. And even when they introduce him, he's literally just sitting on the hood of a car while the driver is driving up. He's just like, yeah, this is how I ride. I don't, <laughs> I don't sit in the car, and they they end up. Ended up doing some uh, shoots with that, and he, at the very end, uh, he he says that you know he's retiring and like the saga, the area that they're in, they don't need him anymore. Uh, Saki basically like goes to tell him, "No, keep going. Like you're you're very important to us." And he's like, "No, well, what they do need is someone like you." You'll be the host now. And, of course, the people in the radio station are like, what is he doing? Tell him no. Go no. And she's like, yes. And the one producer is like, no, this might work. And it's like, that was basically. That is not how the film industry works. It's like, no, don't fucking do this. It's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. So, basically, like, uh, now all of the the band does a weekly radio show. (laughs) So Zombieland Saga, the radio show? Uh, it's, hey, man, that's some good promo if they actually did a one-hour special on the radio in Japan. Just yeah. saying, trademark. 
That's not how it works. I'm thinking that's how it works. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of how things ha- have played out so far. Uh, I don't think I had the chance to watch episode three. I think episode three came out today. You want the yeah, short? It only came out today. You want the short thing of Farewell or Kramer? Episode four came out today. I fucking I, I may have my stuff. So up. Farewell, yes. my dear Kramer, is another show that I'm watching. You're not watching at all. No, it's a sports anime. I suspected that. Did not know it was soccer. I'm really not a huge soccer fan, but I do like sports anime because I get really hyped. I'm like, they can fucking do it. First two episodes is like, the first episode is super fucking boring as in like, you get the main, there's a couple people that are kind of the main characters, if that makes Mm. sense. They're kind of following three different people. And in the first episode, you kind of get the first girl's kind of backstory of, she was really good at her school, like the best, mm. where she was kind of competing on the boys' team because it's girl soccer, boys' soccer, whatever. And then she gets talked to by her coach in middle school, and her coach is like, you know what? You, you know, don't try and compete on the boys' team because if you get destroyed, then you're not going to play anymore. Be the best woman soccer player out there and show the boys who's best. You get the episode two. You don't see this fucking girl for a solid, like, ten minutes. You meet your other two main characters. The good thing about sports anime is they give everyone a lot of screen time that's kind of on the team. Mm-hmm. Not the whole, whole team because you still just have some random background characters. And then I don't know where these girls are kind of losing confidence that, you know, oh, well, this team kind of sucks because a lot of people just join these teams. I don't know how it works in Japan, but a lot of people, like at least in our high school, people just didn't join the team because it's like, oh, it's fun. It's like they join the team because they're, they want to get good at soccer. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it works in Japan. I don't live there. I've never lived there. I just get my information from anime, which is always true. Truckcoon will kill you. Truckcoon will kill you. Yeah. What if I kill Truckcoon? Does he get a sick hide? You should make an anime. <gasps> I what? It's just some strong arm guy punching the fucking truck, and the truck falls over, dies, and then that's the opening to it. Yeah. Does the truck turn into a person? Oh my god, to be super interesting. It'll be like two-year eternity. You can't fucking... Sp- well, can't speak. No, but we'll other than that, there. episode two, really boring as well. Till at the end of episode two, they bring in a national soccer fem- a national female soccer player star to train the team because she used to go to this school. And she's like, you know what? Yo, that's a bit unfair. Hey, they got a new coach. Who is it? This person. No, that's oh, what- what's their accolades? Well. <laughs> well, the thing is, she then challenges her school to the top school in the nation. Like they're the, you know, mm-hmm. not, not, uh, they're like the country champions, I think is their deal. Mm-hmm. Or at least they're like province champion soccer team. And guess who's the coach of that team? Another professional. Background. Her head coach when she was on the national team. So it's like, Oh my God. So we got the national soccer star. It's the head of the, the main characters team. Then her, Former coach on the national team is now the coach for this high school team, which first off, that Yo. doesn't really happen. That doesn't like normally happen. Once you're a national like head coach for a soccer team, you just don't go teach high school. You teach yeah, college. Like this what I was gonna say, like, Yo, how much has your prestige fallen if you're, like, a professional player that's, like, I'm going to go teach a high school, and then you're, like, a champion head coach for soccer, and you're, like, I'm going to go teach high schoolers. Yeah. It's like That's literally what the fucking story is. So, besides that, I was, like, oh, okay, it won't be whatever. And the coach starts off the game with, hey, what's up? It's a long time no see. And then she's, like, hey, what's up, former coach of the national team? And that's when we're, like, oh, wait, what, really? 
So then they shake hands, do their normal bullshit, kind of blah, you know, bound to each other. And then the coach talks to his team, the the national head coach. So the away the enemy team, I'll just call them that, mm-hmm. says, "Listen, you have to score ten goals on them, and you can't let them score any goals. Otherwise, you're never playing on this team again." And they're all like, "Yeah." And then the other team, she's like, "Listen, some of you may die. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make." But she literally says, "Listen." We're going to test your abilities. And I'm like, what the fuck is this Naruto shit of testing our abilities? And then the whole episode is them getting fucking destroyed. We're talking goal after goal after goal. And then they have those stereotypical anime moments like, we're surrounded. What do I do? Kick the ball. And then finally the girl that was slacking off, that was in episode one, you're like, I thought she was supposed to be good. Then she kicks in the gear. And they get so close to scoring a goal so many times. They're like, kick, miss, kick, miss. There's this other random girl that just wants to be on the team for the sake of being on the team. First of all, she's terrible with direction. She gets lost multiple times, and then she forgets where she's at at the field, which causes a penalty. And she keeps trying to kick the goal. She's like, ha, 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 look at, uh, you remember on High School Host Club, the one girl that always introduced herself very dramatically? Okay. She's exactly like that. She's like, I'll kick the ball into the goal. So the first time they kick the ball to her, she kicks the ball directly at the goalie, (laughs) and the goalie just catches like, what was that? <laughs> Second time, she fucks up. Luckily, someone else kicks the ball, bounces off the goalpost, almost goes in, gets fucking drastic, right? Everyone's like, oh, shit. They're actually kind of okay. You know, not enough to, like, kick their ass. They're like, no, 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 we're still better. Because the thing is, if they score one fucking goal, no one on the enemy team is allowed to play again, or at least that's the threat the coach makes, because he's like, we're too good. And at this point, they're up 22 to 0. Which, if you know anything about soccer, that is... A lot. That's I think that's equivalent of, like, 200, like, points in football difference. It's crazy. Because, like, you know, remember the World Cup when uh, Germany destroyed Brazil? Mm-hmm. It was, like, 7-2, to two and everyone was like, fuck. Like, Germany was up 7-0, and I'm like, oh, let him have a few goals. Feel yeah. good. So, at the very end of the episode, it's, like, getting real drastic. The music's fucking great. They're kicking the ball. She goes to kick the ball. And she actually makes the goal. Like, the girl that you thought was lazy and was, oh, she's all right. She does this thing where, like, the, the enemy team's like, oh, she's okay. Then she does this thing where, like, she keeps the ball glued to her leg the whole time. There's a whole bunch of fancy kicks, like a turn, then, like, a backwards kick flip into the goal. That's where the episode ends. I yo, fucking love this show yo, because at, just at that whole point, premise of... With the lazy girl where you walk up to her at the very end and be like, you do that the whole time, huh? That's literally, Ooh, you're not allowed to play. That was literally the fucking thing of it. They were like, why are you so fucking lazy? Why don't you care? And she's like, oh. And then she starts acting good. And then one of the other girls starts getting lazy halfway through the game. That's always been super good. Super fast at sprinting. Like, the animation's fucking hilarious, too, because it's like the whole, how do we make someone walk faster? Faster legs? No, just speed up their movement. Mm-hmm. So, like, you see her, like, jog, and they're like, let me kick in the high gear. <laughs> fucking, like, Hussein Bolt just take off at that goal. It's a little cheesy, but it's a sports anime, and I fucking love sports anime because of that cheese factor. Also... Still, yeah, your prestige has fallen so much that I'm teaching a national high school girl. Granted, there's some in that, but when you used to teach a national team a couple years ago, and now you're teaching, Mm -hmm. I mean, what did you do? Did you, like, have an affair with one of the players? (laughs) I don't know. That's it for that. All right. 86. Uh, Yes. Also, most of these shows, we have seen the first three. That's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, 86 is pretty good. Uh... 
fucking people die. Yes. The first fucking, like, what the first scene is, like, some dude dying on the radio. Yeah. He's like, To which, I I will even say, like. Also, they are Nazis. Just saying. Yeah. Not the fighters, the people in the utopia. If you don't have white hair, you're not a citizen. Fuck you. Yeah. You're literally, like, autonomous. Like, no, no person dies here. Yeah, no one died. 30 people died. No, they're not people. Uh, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. We watched the first three, right? I think the fourth one's out now. Nah, fourth fourth one's on Saturdays. Oh, okay. So, dude, so far the animation. So you haven't seen Iron Blooded Orphans, have you? No. It feels very much like Iron Blooded Orphans, as in the way of uh, kids are used to pilot robots because they have this thing called the Leia Vignana, mm. which they put basically they connect this machine to your spine, so you have super fast reflexes, and. The downside of that is it kind of scars you for life because it's implanted. Mm-hmm. It had a very similar feel as in like they called the kids space debris because they, they have no parents. They have no family. They're worth nothing except they're only good for fighting. Is the only reason why they're still alive. Similar thing to this. All these people that live in these places, they can become an honorary citizen of this country if they live. I think it's something like well, it's like six years of combat or something. It was like a very long period of time. Like you have to fight for this nation for six years before you're an honorary citizen. And even when you are a citizen, they even talk about how people still face major discrimination because you don't have white hair. So you're fucking worthless. Also, I feel like white hair is very lazy on the animator side. I'm sorry. You animate some beautiful fights, but it's like, come on, give some like colored hair every once in a while. Cause it's like, Oh, white. Uh, I was looking, the producer of the show, uh, Nabahiro Nakayama, uh, his producer stuff is real weird. Yeah, it's like all over the place. Uh, so he's done a Cell World, and he did uh, the producing of Sword Art Online, um, Alicization, War of the Underworld. I think he only did the first part though right uh war of the underworld is the last half is it okay uh which it does have a lot of action which makes sense i mean it's a lot of like pretty looking stuff too because this show does look really really good yeah but also uh he was he's also the planning producer for a wander egg which like cool cool and then you're like oh he was also the producer of to love rue and the milf isekai uh, and it's like, man, that's a, that's a weird, listen, man, you have a broad spectrum to choose from. Yeah, I guess. Um, you know, what's weird in like, uh, the second episode, I don't fucking know where they're like, Hey, we need to do laundry. And they just have an episode of them playing in the water. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck does this add to this story? And I'm like, that's when I went to look up, like, what has this guy even done before? What have these people done? That's when I was like, oh, it makes a lot more sense now why this is in here. The show was so good. It's like basically all these robots, they have like a giant cannon on their back. Mm -hmm. It's basically like mobile tanks where they look like kind of spider-like creatures. They have like six legs, giant cannon on the back. And basically the whole point of the story is the white-haired people had their kingdom. Like they went to war with a larger kingdom. And there's 86 districts or there's 85 districts in District 86, which is why this is called 86. Those are the people that are worthless. Those mm-hmm. are basically the non-white-haired people were all segregated there. And even talk about later in the episode, like, hey, my family was massacred just because they're not part of you. So it's very much like you want to sympathize with our main character girl. 
but she's kind of fighting for like a future kind of Nazi group. It feels like yeah. you don't fit into this demographic and look this way. Then you're not a citizen. But basically, these space debris have to fight for so long you become a citizen. Yada, yada, yada. We already talked about it. But then this one girl you're following, the leader of this whole group, of this unit of 86, I think it's called a Reaper Squadron. Or, uh, I think. Yeah. I was going to say Undertaker, and I realized that's just a WWE wrestler. Undertaker uh, is the name of uh, yeah. the, their like, head. Yeah, Undertaker is the head, and I think it's Reaper is uh, the sorry. unit. Sorry. No. So he's... He had uh, his thing is Undertaker, but they call him the Reaper. It's the Spearhead uh, Squad. Yeah, because I yeah they call him Undertaker. That's that's his personal name because they all have personal names that they say like unit whatever personal name mm-hmm. Undertaker, and he's super good at fighting. The fighting animation's fucking great in the show. Like, granted, there is a decent amount of CG, but they do mask it. I think decently well when they're fighting throughout the city, uh, fighting throughout the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cool, the weirdest thing about this that I wrote that I'm like, oh great, they got Fitbits and fucking piercings so they can talk to each other. This girl basically puts on this choker collar thing, and then she can talk to the squadron through like their fucking earpiece. Look, they got mech stuff. It's it's the future. It's so fucking dumb. I'm fine with it. Like you could have made anything else. Like now, nah, let me put on my choker and my earring. Also, that'd be fucking annoying if you're in the middle of the night. Like some of them were asleep, and she's like, hey, what's up? You know. The squadron, and they're like, "Listen, we're just tired. And we want to go to bed." Yeah, I wish she's. I wish she's trying to help the squad because mm-hmm. in the later episodes, you see her looking for maps, and apparently, no one else has done this for the squad. They've just most of the squads kind of gone insane, mm-hmm. and I think uh, they hinted at Undertaker has a way of making them go insane. Because in episode two, is like, "Oh, when are you going to do the thing to her?" And then he said, "Like, not yet." Because obviously the squad likes to operate by themselves and not told what yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it. There's not much else to it because like there was a lot of combat. If you like a lot of like mech kind of combat things, I really really like the show. Yeah, I th- I think this uh, show does a great job of combining um, the the combat with also the humanity of the people that they're you're dealing with. Yeah. Uh, so you actually I guess start the, the drama of it. Well, especially in like the third episode when, uh, spoiler, that one dude dies. I forget his name. Mm. Because in episode uh, two. It was a, a girl. The one girl that was yelling at her initially, uh, she died and then uh, the guy was yelling at her. No, no. I thought the guy died. Yeah. When the guys died in, the, in his mech and then Undertaker went up and shot him because remember he says, hey. Wait, in episode. Sorry. I'm talking about three. Well, she didn't die. In th- we don't know if she died in she three. She died yet. in three. Uh, Did she? Uh, so they're doing this cool thing. They have a website. It's like 86 something.com. Uh, whenever anyone dies, uh, their profile picture grays out and says destroyed under their character label. What? So there's a real website. Hang on. Yes. Uh, oh, so I guess, well, the thing is I thought episode three started with hit undertaker having to shoot his buddy. No, that was episode two. Oh, episode two. Yeah. That was kind of sad. Cause they already made you feel an emotional attachment to him. Like, Oh, this guy's going to live. And then immediately like, yeah, what's up, buddy? Pow. Mm-hmm. Is it 86.com? Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, well, that's definitely not it. 86. Here, fill the time. I'll look for it. Uh, 8. Oh, yeah. Anime86.com? Yes. 
So wow, as, this is actually really cool. Yeah. So uh, if you scroll down, oh look, I even got a little cursor. Look. Mm. Yeah. So scroll down a little bit. Uh Are you sure it's. I here? think there's. It, uh, there's probably uh, like the subsection. Character. Go to characters. Shout out the character sign. So. Oh my god, that's fucking yeah. brutal, they, dude. They get updated Destroyed? like an hour after the episode oh my comes out. God, that is fucking brutal. Also, they got a dog, which is just a giant robot. You can't see it because of the glare. Let me scroll. So it's gonna be hard to see, but right here you can see it says deceased. Wow, that is fucking brutal. Yeah. Which I think it's super interesting that they, how they died. Is there a Google Translate? Is this translate? Uh uh, I'll figure it out later. I'll look it up yeah. later. Oh, it, it's it's cool. Yeah, because he's deceased as well. Yeah, he's the so one that, he's the one that passed away in episode two. Yeah, and they even oh, that's sweet. They even have their little insignias on. Wow, that just makes it even darker, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it's Fuck. there's there's some like extra interesting stuff. Like, you know, in, in this case, it it even removes a little bit of the ambiguity <laughs> where it's like. Oh, I don't quite remember, like, you know, clearly someone is dead. Like, who was it? And then I did, you know, using that yeah. site to identify exactly, like, that person that you were just God, how with. did you find that? Did they just I, It was there? people uh, were talking about it in the episode discussion uh, on Reddit. Fuck, that's brutal, dude. Yeah. So. Uh, we that's, that's about it. Yeah, for that one. Uh, yeah. What's our last show? Two Year Eternity. Uh, we also have Tokyo Revengers. Uh, oh, we got to speed it up, thanks. We've been... <laughs> yeah, uh, so to your eternity, we're three episodes in. A uh, god casts down an egg that turns into a rock Listen, that god, turns into a wolf. God but... made orb. Orb turns into rock. Rock turns into moss. Moss turns into dog that died on top of him. Dog goes, finds boy. Boy <laughs> is like, hey, my dog's back. Then boy's like, you know what? Let's go wander off and uh, find the paradise. Boy falls in water, gets, you know, shit stuck in his leg, finds out his whole family died on the way there, goes back, dies of pneumonia. Uh, pneumonia and then probably an infection of the, yeah. the wound. It was the saddest fucking shit because he's there. He's, the the like, first oh, episode he's... is very, very good. Uh, I We're simplifying things a lot, but like. Well, listen, that was the first like 20, like 15 minutes of the show was just that slow kind of. The thing yeah. was that made you sad about the boy is like he gives up, goes back home, and then he's sitting in the chair and you're watching him slowly die. Then it looks like he's getting better. And then he fucking sits on his chair and is like, what do you call his dog? What's his dog in? Um, Noah or? No. Uh, uh, you I, look that up, but it's so fucking sad. He talks. He's talking to his dog because he's obviously afraid because he thinks his dog is his dog because his dog disappeared for two months and he was waiting for his dog to come back. You can tell the kid's having some mental issues with being mm -hmm. isolated Johan. by himself. Johan, that's what it is. And he's like, Johan, remember me? And he kind of passes out in his chair. And then he like just dies. He falls on the floor. And then you can tell, oh my God, he's dead. And the saddest part was then like when he died, the, the orb, which is now the dog. Mm -hmm. We'll just call him the God thing, whatever. He's like, the, he's still trying to understand what's going on because it's just an orb slowly learning and correction. Best part of the whole thing. Overhaul does the voice over for all this shit. Yes, so you're just seeing overhaul narrate. narrate everything. 
And then the, the sad part is when, you know, dog turns into the boy because he can shape shift with enough stimulation. Yeah. And then uh, he goes and he puts the boy kind of like back in his chair and everything. And then he just starts fucking walking. You're like, Jesus fucking Christ. How fucking sad is this going to get? Yeah. The next two episodes are kind of lame, but. Uh, look, I, I definitely see that there's been that slight problem where. Like, even in the manga, like, the first chapter, which is what episode one is based off of, only the first chapter, uh, it is very, very good. Um, at least, I think it, that, that's yeah. what people were saying was just the first chapter. Like, it's a probably too strong of a start, and then it, like, lulls a little bit. It and, lulls a lot. Because the uh, second episode... You get a background character of this little girl March. in a village. Yes. Yeah, March. Basically, long story short, March is a child. Child have uh, paint on their face. So you can just, I don't know, with maybe some tradition thing. Yeah. It's still a very kind of like, um, kind of more primitive kind of, uh, kind of, yeah, it's like a primitive kind of tribe thing. Mm-hmm. And she basically, they have this ritual where every year between the 16 tribes, I think it was, they every year they pick one child as sacrifice to give to this god, and that's to, how we're to have good harvest. Yeah, so basically they're giving her up for the greater good, and like she doesn't know it. She's like, "Hey, I want to be an adult," which kind of hits you hard a little bit because dad's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, if, you know, if you're a good kid and behave, you'll be an adult at no time." Then they pick her as the sacrifice. The parents are all cool with it because in my notes are like, "Wow, fuck these parents! They don't give a shit I, about their daughter." I've, I've well, and then they, they walk they act out. Like it. Yeah, then they walk outside and immediately they start crying. They're like, "We're so sorry, we're so sorry." And I'm like, "Oh man, this thing gonna be good. <laughs> be real emotional." Yeah. Then they prep her for because that's like the first half of the second episode, and the second half is them taking March up the mountain. And she escapes. Yeah, well, her with the help of uh, her friend. Yeah, her friend that you see in the episode is playing with her, helps her escape. She rolls on the hill, and that's where she runs into surprise, surprise, our god. Uh, or apparently, the the character's name is Fushi. The the orb. Yeah. Well, the person that used to be. Oh wait, that's right, because they call him Fuchan. Mm-hmm. That's her nickname for him. And then you get this adorable moment where he still has all of his dog behaviors. And they even point out, like, he can't die because he died six times on his way walking there and his body just resurrects. Yeah. Because she runs into him because he's passed out, like, dead, decomposing in the water. And then he... That was a cool scene, by the way. Yeah, like, the animation. Be, resurrecting, yeah. everything going back. Yeah, that Because the really guards cool. go to grab March and they're like, oh, my God, it's a fucking swamp monster. Let's fucking get out of here. And, I mean, it even shows because every time he dies and resurrects, he, like comes to life faster and faster and faster. But he mm. must have been sitting in there a while to be that can be composed. Yeah. And then it's like the whole like next five minutes is her grabbing food for Fu-Chan, throwing it on the ground. He's eating it like a dog. She's like, no, 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 eat it like this. Then he mm. knocks it out of her. <laughs> the best part is the slap out of the hand of the pear and eats it on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And sh- y- you get that like little hint where, because uh, of course, like her goal is, sh- March wants to be a mom, like, at some point. Yeah. And you you get those, like, little hints where, because she knows her fate, she's about, you know, she's kind of taking advantage of, like, oh, like, I'm not going to be your mom kind of thing. Yeah, but but if you insist. Yeah, and, like, tries to get him to talk and, you know, 
like mouth like thank you so it's like doing the ari got yeah which uh, never it, yeah and like you get to episode three of course march gets like caught they, again there's a big ass bear yeah that was a big you see the bear earlier because the bear kills him once mm. already it's like a big bear with spikes and it's bleeding and everything and it's yeah, uh, by the way, like Big Bear, it's not like, oh, that's... We're talking like Kong size, like bear. <laughs> yeah. The bear is fucking massive. Mm-hmm. Like the dog, like this thing of the size of a wolf, and the wolf is the size of its nose. Yeah. That's how big this thing is. And the, the best part was like, the beginning of the episode went really fast. The last half was, March is about to be sacrificed because I they think that the bear is the god mm-hmm. no one's ever seen the god the thing is they're like we're gonna tie her up and if basically if they tie her up there and she's alive a year later when they go to get her she can go back home like you're fucking tying people up they're just gonna die of starvation <laughs> mm-hmm. and well dehydration they're not gonna live yeah, whatever i'm not a medicine guy and uh the bear comes to eat her and then whoop de doo foo chan comes up in he walks up in human form and then turns into a wolf and defends her ass. Oh, no, he, he is in human form. Bear bites off his head, and I'm like, ah, shit, now we're going to have to wait two hours for him to regenerate. Regenerates immediately because the bear is, like, biting off his head as he's, like, pulling off, and he's mm-hmm. headless, and everyone's like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? This dude is a headless fighting this giant bear, and then he transforms into a wolf, like, in the second part of the fight. Yeah. Uh, and bites he his nose turns off, back into uh, Johan. Uh, yeah. I think it was like loss of blood at by that point. Like, yeah, probably. Uh, we are kind of skipping over like Perona is the the girl that helps March escape. Yeah, I can. I think uh, and uh, she's also there. Like she's trying. She sucks to at get, shooting arrows, by the way. Oh yeah, uh, she's trying to get like March out um, while uh, she think she knows that these r- rituals are dumb. Mm, they, yeah. They're just dumb religion things. Yeah. So uh at the very end the uh Fushi as the wolf like uh March wakes up because they basically fed her a drug. Um and it's been a couple hours and <laughs> she like throws him a pair and where No, she goes to hand him a pair. Yeah. And then she's like, No, get away from that. He's dangerous. Yeah. Uh by that point, March and uh, Perona have both basically been like, well, look, the god is, like, dead. dead. Uh, you you guys can't go back to your regular village. We'll just say it was successful. Like, you want to, like, just pretend like you're dead and come back and live in the city now? Yeah. Which is one of those, like, yo, fuck you. What a weird, like, proposition. Now, this dog this, just this, killed your, do- your god. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, also, this woman now, like, or... Uh, March, like her parents now have to live with the fact that their kid is think, dead. Yeah, and think that their kid is dead. Where it's like, yo, that's gonna be shitty as fuck because you know eventually she's gonna have to reunite with her family. And it's yeah. like, no, I had to pretend kind of thing. It's like, that's gonna have some mental fuckery to it. But uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. The uh, March feeds him uh, the pair, the the pair to him. And he eats it like a little less aggressive because yeah, as he's more calm. Yeah. yeah, as he's fighting, there's kind of like the stimulation that's being provided to the orb. Uh, you can see like 
protection and some of the learning that's going on with that because he starts to like have ripples through him. Yeah. And uh, right at the very end of eating, uh, he just says, says thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's and like, well, thanks. Like, the way they animated it, because, you know, of course it's a wolf saying thank you. It's in fucking the broken, hilarious. like, arigato. Yeah. And it's like, hey, it was cool because. <laughs> but also, I fucking couldn't help but laugh for like five minutes. It definitely took you out of that moment of like, <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically where Two Year Eternity is. So far, the show is very good, uh, it, especially if you like just watched the first episode and it was like, oh, well, that's like an interesting story as, as like a one-off. That's like oh, real, real good. Uh, the first episode. But I, I'm interested to see where it continues to go. And uh, now we have our final one, which I kind of like the most right now. Uh, Tokyo Revengers. And I got to figure out why I put something on episode one. I wrote something for episode one. I don't know why. For t- To Your Eternity? No, for Tokyo Revengers. I wrote something. I'm very confused why What'd I wrote you say? that. What'd you put? Say it. Speak it. Hang on. Uh, uh, well, he's doing that. Um, yo, this show good. Uh, the animation's a little. Hang on. This is what I wrote. This boy is messy. Then I wrote, "Oh boobs." <laughs> uh. Oh, it's right because he's looking at porn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was like so confused. Like I don't remember any of the, like. <laughs> Dude, holy shit! Talking about Truckoon, Truckoon strikes again, which is bullshit. He's trying to save her from her isekai. Yeah. Well. I mean, the show's the show's good. I won't say it's the best show. It's good. I I I like the story that's being. You given. just like erased. I I do like erased, and I think this might actually become a better version of that. You shut your dirty whore mouth. Yeah, I was... dude. Episode one was pretty nice because you you just randomly get intro. I like how they do this one because mm-hmm. they just introduce him. He's going about his daily life, and then what is it like? Maybe five minutes. I know. Four minutes into the episode, it's like, hey, look, a truck struck a mall today and killed two people. They say two names, which mean nothing to you at all mm-hmm. until you realize later, like, he's like, oh, yeah, it's my ex-girlfriend in, like, high or school and middle her school. little or middle school and her little brother. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Yeah. And then it kind of eats away at him a little bit where he's like, wait, no, that's the girl, only girl I've, like, ever loved and, like look at kind of how shit my life has turned out and uh, a lot of that kind of like build up of like some of the regret because of course like something like that you know happening makes you reflect a little bit and he gets fucking after that he gets fucking tanya yeah you seen tanya the saga of evil motherfucker gets pushed onto a train platform yeah was it you still don't know who pushed him but the thing is he gets pushed then he starts to kind of have his life flash before him. So I wonder if... How much you want to bet it was Naoto? That's what I'm thinking. Uh, his girlfriend's little brother. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking because he starts to have that flashback. And then that's the trigger to it. No, 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 no. Someone else must have pushed him. Because when he goes to grab the guy's hand on the platform to pull him up, that's when he has the flashback. So that's Naoto. Mm. Because remember then he meets the cop, which is the little brother. So we still don't know who pushed him. It could have been one of the fellow gang members that he maybe later in the story he fucks over. Long story short, he gets pulled up off the platform or you think he does in time. 
but they immediately cut to a flashback of 12 years ago, and then he starts going like, ah, this must be a dream. This is my life flashing before me. Nothing comes of it. Mm-hmm. And then he's slowly reliving what's kind of happening. Yeah, he, he gets fucking brought also, back in the worst time where he's like, wait, what's happening right now? Right as he's about to get his fucking ass beat. Yeah. <laughs> it's punching uh, the... Well, the, the best part, too, was... Uh, I like the little touch dad. He's like, what they did is in a, like, he goes from his regular phone. He was like, flip phone. He doesn't, no problem. He's like, click. Here's my phone. I'm like, last time I fucking used a flip phone. I was like, when I was going through my shit, I was like, eh, how does this work? Eh. Oh, I, I can kind of intuitively still use a flip phone. This shit's ingrained. But... Yeah, they're, they're in the middle of a fight. And then they go to have another fight mm-hmm. with what they think are some second year students yeah which turns out to be third year students like oh you're trying to fuck with our like uh juniors mm-hmm. let's fucking go yeah and that's when they really get their fucking ass beat like, yeah because in that to the ground because in that moment he's like wait no like i remember this we basically get beaten to a pulp and then we become their lackeys their slaves like, yeah for the rest of their yeah their career Mm, which, high school yeah which eventually like leads to him just fleeing and like losing contact and with being a Hinata loser and like always apologizing and like doing i'm not ready for a character life. with that name what hinata yeah because he nicknames her hina and i'm like nah, nah can't <laughs> fucking do this ooh, ooh. <laughs> can't do so, it so her last can't name by the way is tachibana uh dg's there's Hina Tachibana. <laughs> uh, Fucking degenerate. That's I'm going to zoom in on the camera when you say that. I'm just going to put giant words. Degenerate. Yes. Uh, scrub. Yeah, basically they get their ass kicked. And <laughs> then he comes. Then at the end of episode one, he comes back out of the realization. Uh, yeah. No, no. He talks to her little brother. Because mm-hmm, so then he says, uh, I'm going to save yeah. your sister. And the kid's yeah, like. After the he gets his ass beat, he just kind of has that moment where he's like, I want to go see her. He runs to her place uh you they have their interaction he cries a little bit because he's a bitch uh and then while he's at a park uh he runs into uh or he's trying to sulk and he runs into her little brother as he's kind of being bullied yeah and he with uh takamichi which is the main character oh he hadn't actually said his name yet you have those moments where it's like He's, he could still be a badass. Like, there's there's those sections in him. Yeah. And, like, you see that there where, like, his anger gets a little bit of the be- uh, best of him. And he starts yelling. And he fucking literally breaks a glass bottle. And he's like, I'll fucking cut you, essentially. <laughs> cut you, slut. Yeah. And that kid's like, oh. Yeah. So that other kid runs away. And as he's talking with her little brother, it's like, in uh, Naoto, in 12 years' time, today, your sister is going to die. You are going to die. Like, change that. Like, promise me, like, you'll save her. They, they shake hands because uh, an eight-year-old's like, yeah, this sounds Thanks, real important. Dude. Yeah. Uh, of course, it, it does change. Like it, When they it, go to shake hands, it's very important that... That teleports him back mm-hmm. to the future. Yeah. They figure that, out handshakes are locked, the way to... Yeah. That locks the new timeline. Yeah. Um, and uh, Naoto is the one that saves him from dying at the platform. 
uh, episode two, because we're kind of running out of time here. Uh, episode two, literally, it's, it's just like, a big old fucking fight. Uh, well, at what? the very beginning, it's like expedition, expedition. They have a long talk of, kind of like, like dump of like you need to do this. Like yeah. these two ca- uh, people can't meet. Like uh, basically, long- Manjiro and then uh, ba- basically the Hina's uh, brother. Mm. Is a cop now. Tells him, hey, basically he ingrains all this information about the gangs. He's like, okay, now go yeah. stop him. They yeah. shake hands, and he comes back in the middle of a fucking fight again. He's like, hold up one second. Oh, shit, did this, say, this time 12 years ago. And it gets fucking punched immediately. Yeah, then, knocked out. One yeah, point. knocked out. Then he comes back to it, and then the gang that made him a slave are like, you know what? You lost us a lot of fucking money today. No one's going to come to these fights if you get your ass kicked at one hit. So what does he do? They beat him up for a solid, like, I don't know, five, six they minutes. They take the bat to him, Well, too. no, then they get done beating him up, and then he asks him, like, hey, do you know this the gang member? He's like, give me the bat. Then he just fucking beats him up with a bat. Yeah. And then, uh, there's a uh, little scene with Hina, which doesn't really matter. But when they're back in school, because the second day they talk about, oh, because there's, like, five of these friends, and then one mm-hmm. of them... uh that the one friend got picked now, the weakest of them, to get in a fight. And they're like, oh, my God, he can't fight. He's too fucking weak. He's very frail. Yeah. Like he, they've, they already beat the shit out of him yeah. once recently. Like, Yeah, so then they uh, decide. So our main character, dude, he shows up to the fight, gets the balls to be like, hey, you know what? Fuck you. You want an interesting fight? Fight me. Mm-hmm. He's talking to the main dude of this, the smaller gang, the biker gang. And the guy's like, you that's, know what? Fine, we'll fight. And yeah. then you have a fucking Rocky well, Four moment. That's the end of the episode for episode two. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. That so, episode went by. Yeah, it, not a it was, whole. It was a lot of monologuing. Yeah, yeah. Episode but, three, then it's when it starts off. Mm-hmm, They're getting of ready course. to have the fight. The main biker gang dude, and then our main character boy. They start getting in a fight, and if you've seen Rocky Four, it's that scene where they're fucking. You know, uh, Rocky's taking all those hits, taking the hits, taking the hits, and the guy's getting fucking worn out from taking the hits. And it's all just about, huh, don't pass out. I Me, mean, just fucking take these hits over and over again. And that's when the whole school starts to get quiet because they're cheering like, kill him, kill him. You know, they're like, oh man, he, he really is gonna kill this fucking kid, isn't he? If he keeps going. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the kid says, hey, if you want to, you know, beat me, you're gonna have to kill me. And that's when you get the realization. The guys, the main. Uh, biker gang leader mm. says, grab me the bat. And everyone's like, whoa, wait a minute. You need a bat to defeat this guy now? Like, you've just been beating the shit out of him for a couple minutes. And that's when you get introduced to the actual gang member that's responsible for killing his girlfriend and uh, mm. her brother in the future. Yeah. Manjiro. Manjiro, yeah. Which he just looks like a total, total you know, kind of normal kid. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> everyone starts bowing. And you're like, oh, shit. This guy must be some sort of badass because he's the leader of all the gang. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Manji gang is what he's in charge of. And then yeah. all these guys at school are part of the biker gangs uh, that are part yeah, of it. It's like the Tokyo Manji gang. Yeah. Is. And then the one uh, biker gang dude doesn't bow for him. He's like, hey, what's up, boss? And then you fucking see uh, Malcolm Moore looking dude. Ken. Ken just immediately kicks the guy. And he's like, and the guy obviously, you know, bends over because he gets kicked in the stomach. He's like, listen. You need to bow at least this low whenever you see the boss. Who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Realize who you are. And then fucking Manji just becomes fucking friends with the dude. With, with Takamichi. With Takamichi, yeah, our main like, character. He's like, I like, I like you. you. Let's yeah. be friends. I've never yeah. had a friend this age. Yeah. Uh, Manjiro basically turns back to that that other dude and is like, 
hey, are you in charge of this? Yeah. It's like, no, not no more. And like fucking kicks him in the face so hard. It yeah, like knocks him shit. out. This is the biker gang leader he's beating the yeah. shit out of. And the actual gang leader is beating up the biker yeah, gang. Yeah, it's, it's one of those good juxtapositions of like Manjiro where you're like, Oh, he doesn't really look like any older than Takamichi and the like kind of like a kid. And then you have that like juxtaposition where it's like, oh, my God, his rage is there. And he just fucking beats the living shit out of that dude. And then they just step over him like he's or step on him as they're walking away yeah. as he's like, well, the best part is trash. the next day when they come into the school, Manji mm-hmm. <laughs> wants to visit his friend. What's his name? Takamichi. Takamichi. Uh, so head gang member wants to meet main character boy and beats up all the fucking third years in the hallway. They're like, who are you? And hear a whole bunch of scuffle. He just walks in and say, hey, what's up, Takamichi? In the middle of class, he's like, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I came to see if you wanted to hang out. And the teacher's like, you can't be in here. And they're like, nah, don't worry about it. Yeah. And then when they walk over them, they go in the hallway. They make all the third years. They just beat the shit out of stand, like lay down in the hall. He's like, what is he going to do? And they just use him as like a walkway to get out of the school. They're just, you know, casually stepping on everybody. Mm-hmm. Hopping from one body to the, the yeah. other. Uh, and then Hinata, him. though, like stops him. She's like, you ain't taking my fucking man. I, which, fuck, she slaps Manjur. Uh, yeah. That was one of those like, oh, I she just slapped a gang ain't, member, like yeah. a legit gang member. You ain't got to wait 12 years now for her to die. Like <laughs> things are, things have changed enough already. And, uh, it, it turns out that like the, the, in the end though, like Ken and, uh, Manjiro, uh, they, they have like a lot of, uh, aura of like being very badass that they still have very strong morals like both yeah. takamichi and hinata because of course takamichi eventually like sticks up for hinata and basically tells Defends his woman yeah they, they, they give uh, him compliments we should mention that like mm-hmm. he says oh i'm gonna fight for what i what do you say mm-hmm. i'm gonna fight for uh, to protect like I'm those fight that to, i believe in yeah like, i'm gonna fight to protect those i love and then they're like oh you know pretty old-fashioned i like that yeah, so like, they have very tough. strong morals where you, you even, uh, he, he mentioned that it's like, these aren't the guys that would, like, kill her in 12 years. Like, something drastic has to change. Yeah, and towards the end of the episode, because they kind of have this scene where they're looking out on, like, some water, and he's like, oh, you know, my older brother, the main car- the uh, the main gang member dude, mm-hmm. his brother died because he kind of overstepped and didn't know his limits. He's, and then the, the main gang guy is trying to start up a new biker gang. He's like, listen, there'd be fights all the time, but at least we cleaned up after ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then as they're both going their separate ways, main character and then uh, main gang. And yeah. Manjaro. I, I already started saying it the original way, so that's why I'm just continuing it. But uh, as he's walking away, you see the other guy he's not supposed to meet. He's like, I think I've seen this guy before. And then that's the end of the episode. Yeah. I... I so far, I really like this. Like, the, there are those aspects where there's, like, at what point is he going to go back into the future and, like, sees where things have changed? And because even at this point, like, there are stuff that have, like, drastically happened where he's now, like, 
you know, before was basically only ever a slave to that one dude and now his cronies. Not. Now he's like becoming best friends with like the gang members. Yeah. yeah. Well, that the leader of of the, the yeah the gang, gang. Uh, and like there there are some of those aspects where it's like, like how do things like you know change and. Uh, apparently there's like a lot of kind of twists that that happen that people have been like yo you you guys don't know nothing yet like shit's about to get real crazy and i i'm excited to see where this goes i i definitely think it's like erased but uh i i have high hopes that the ending will make me happy compared to like yo you like Fell in love with someone else while I was in a coma for 15 years? Whack. <laughs> yeah. So, like. And had a baby? Yeah. So. That's all yeah, I got. It's, Sorry, uh, this went a lot longer than we were planning, I think. Yeah. We, we still have, like, three minutes-ish at the very beginning. We have to cut out. But, yeah. Uh, thanks for watching. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Like, subscribe. Bye-bye.